This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others in the world. Today we're going to ask Daniel to come on up. Daniel, come on up, Daniel. Let's give him a nice hand. Uh, Daniel, you've been with us basically from the very, very beginning, and he, uh, as you already know, he's a man that loves the Lord. His family loves the Lord. They've been incredibly faithful to Jesus and the church. And um, and I know I, don't, I haven't said this about everybody, but I do mean it. If I hadn't said it to anybody else, but uh, Daniel, you're you know one of our pillars in our church, and we really appreciate it. Uh, you do ministry. Uh, that nobody knows about. You know, you, you don't have to post it on Instagram to let everybody know what you're doing. But Jesus knows, and so, and that's the most important thing. And so, um, you know, we have a kind of a philosophy in our church is that everything we do is a seed, and the good seeds that we want to make sure they grow, we put it underground. We're not like plastering it everywhere. Uh, we want to keep it hidden uh, for the Lord's glory. Now, things are like. Sin and, and, and character issues, we want to expose that and bring it out of darkness into the light so it would die, just like a seed. So, but Daniel does a lot of things that we don't know about and you don't know about, but he does it unto the Lord. So today we're going to hear from uh, what the Lord has to say through you. So let's give him another nice warm welcome. Good morning. Thank you, Pastor, for, uh, for this opportunity. It is... Uh, Get the, let me get the jitters out real quick. I don't do this as frequently as I guess I could. I don't know, or not. Hey, uh, it's really fun to see everybody. There's already been uh, some good preaching going on earlier. Um, what's, yeah, discipline is up there. Uh, there's already been some uh, preaching on that already uh, right before or during the, uh, the worship. Pastor Mario was hitting all over it. Uh, who controls yourself? You know, he's saying, hey, take, take authority, take control of your bodies. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, we could end it here and it would be good, except for those who came late. So I guess we'll continue. Uh, I do, uh, I was just thinking as I'm down there, like, yeah, the, when God's working with you and speaking something to you and working through your mind, everything if we're open to it, as long as we're, we have ears and hearts open to it, everything you see uh, speaks and is mirroring and is echoing what he's telling you. And so all the worship songs, I will even encourage you, and, and I intentionally want to encourage you to go back and listen to all the, this series and the, 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 the sermons that have come from, I don't know, I think I went back to May. I actually listened to... Uh, and, and reread my notes from like Pastor Mario back in May talking about the church. Um, Adam, when he preached several weeks back, uh, Eric uh, Rodriguez, uh, Dr. Christopher Williams, Austin. Uh, you know, there's a couple more. I mean, I was just trying to remember all of them. They all spoke of discipline. There was some point in their sermon that spoke of discipline, either hinted at it or actually mentioned it and spoke of it. So as I was preparing for today, I'm like, God, what do I speak on? And just this, this same subject kept popping up again and again. And I was like, okay, Father, um, then let, me, let me just go with you. You'll show me what to speak on and, uh, and what to share. And uh, so yeah, let's talk about discipline. 
Yeah. Yeah, yay. Yay, no. <laughs> it's not traditionally a fun word, is it? But that's okay. I, I, I do... Um, Actually, before, before we continue, though, there was one other thing that I was just kept praying about, and not just for today, but always. And I'm, this is something I'm having to work in my own life. But there's, anytime we're here and we hear teaching or preaching or any, any instruction, is, I know in this church, and really anywhere, in any church you visit, try to apply, when you hear things and you're processing it, try to apply it to your own life first. And I would think that it should be a, uh, an obvious thing, but it's not. We don't always do that. We'll sit there and think, oh, so-and-so needs to hear that. Oh, that, that celebrity I just watched, they need to hear this word. Or, oh, our president needs to hear that. Well, of course they do. They all do. But let's apply it. Let's ask the Lord to help us apply it to our own life first before we start to figure out who else needs this. I'm just saying, we're, that's, that's not my strength to apply to other people. But just an encouragement. Um, not really picking on anybody, but it's something I notice. Oh, sometimes I do this. Oh, so, just a, again, just an encouragement to think about that. So, yeah, discipline. So, we'll just, let's just think about this for a second. Again, it's not really a fun word usually. Um, I did look it up, looked up the definition. What does this mean? I really, I'm hoping to bring something practical, something you can sink your teeth into, and that you can go ahead and apply to your life, like starting today, perhaps hopefully. So you look it up and uh, most of the definitions are pretty, pretty difficult or they sound, they sound pretty tough. They sound pretty stoic. Uh, There is one of the definitions, I actually didn't write this one down, but it is, it's the noun and it's just a, it's like a skill or um, it's a, uh, like a subject of of study or uh, expertise, like a field. So a discipline, that one's not too bad. Usually that one's okay. It's, it's kind of neutral. Maybe it's not yay, but it's not, not too bad. The rest of them you read and it's like, oh, that hurts. I don't want discipline really. You know, I don't, we're not going to talk about children right now, but we discipline our children. I'm not going there right now. We're actually going to go into uh, the definition I'd like to look at today is the verb. And it's the second entry in the Merriam-Webster. It's to train or develop by instruction and exercise, especially in self-control. So we're talking about self-discipline, self-control. It's right there in the dictionary. To train or develop by instruction and exercise. So each one of those, those are actions. And it's in the scripture. So let's look at the scripture. So let's hit, go ahead and hit our point scripture today. So if you wanna take a moment and pull up your Bible app or, or your Bible, if anybody carries them today. Uh, but it's also going to be up there, but I'll throw out, and there's a couple, no, there's a ton of scriptures on this. Again, as, as you seek the Lord on a subject or he's speaking to you on something, you're going to see it everywhere. So uh, if you want to pull up 2 Timothy chapter 1, I also strongly encourage you, you guys to read Timothy, both first and second, because those letters from Paul to Timothy are it really changed my life when I really first came to know the Lord when I was a younger man. I'm not going to say a young man because I still think I'm youngish. So. In 2 Timothy 1, let's just go, we'll go from like uh, verse 1 through a little bit. So Paul, an apostle, and this is from the NIV. I tried to pull everything from the NIV to keep it kind of easy for everybody. 
Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience, is night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our God or, or of me, his prisoner, but rather join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. So I'd like to pray real quick. Get that scripture in your mind. Let's just ask God to help solidify some of what he wants to speak today. So, Father, we give you praise and glory. We thank you for what you're doing, what you've done, and what you will do in our lives and in all creation. We put our hope and trust in you. Father, I ask that you would speak through me. You would, uh, uh, I am this vessel. Share your words through me. Lord, I pray that all of us, even myself, that we would have hearts and minds open to receive your word. And that we be drawn closer to you and be formed more in that, that wonderful identity that you intended for us from the beginning. And we give you praise and all the glory. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. So if we go back to verse 7, this is, this is our point verse today. There's so many different verses that speak of self-discipline. But uh, I kept coming back to this. I feel like the Lord wanted to come back for the, for the spirit we just read it again. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid. He doesn't give us a fearful spirit. But he gives us a spirit, his Holy Spirit, his presence. He is Emmanuel, God with us. His presence, his spirit gives us power, love, and self-control. Or self-discipline. I did look it up. Uh, trying to do my due diligence here. In the Greek, the word for self-discipline, is it, it really is, it's soundness of mind. It's like a soundness of heart and mind, a, a peace, a security, an assurance, just a soundness, a healthy, a healthy mind. It is self-control. Like lit, literally in the Greek, the, the word he used here could, would be translated pretty closely to self-control it's moderation and that's i mean that's health in a lot of ways it's also an admonishment like a firm encouragement very firm not just hey hope you do well uh no do this this is good for you like for real don't stand in front of a cannon stand in front of a cannon you might get a big cannonball wound we don't want that it's no you stand beside it don't do this that's a firm encouragement not to do this but it's your choice so God gives us his Holy Spirit. He empowers us. So these two things we want to keep in mind throughout. These are two big points from the scripture. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. 
For the spirit of God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Let those things be rattling around in your head. Let them get down to your heart and think about that definition of self-discipline or discipline again. To train or develop by instruction and exercise. You practice it. You learn it. You get it in your head and you, you practice it. Again, this really hits on so many different levels in the scripture or even as, again, the worship this morning, it was hitting all over it. But now if you go back and listen to it, like later today or tomorrow, whenever we have this uh, YouTube up or this video up online, uh, you'll start to you know, use this as a filter. Oh, uh, discipline. Now let me watch this again. But, how, but what does that look like, really? So we're saying, okay, God gives us power. What, where? What power? It's still kind of up in the, the ether a little bit. And we're like, okay, this is more just religious jargon. It's in my mind. Okay, it's good to be in your mind. Let's, let's get it, let it get there and settle. Let's, let's just go a little deeper and try to break this down a little bit. It's dis- self-discipline. So discipline of the self. So a part of it anyway is the choices we make. It's our choice. And this is the tact I'm gonna take. Now you could break it down in many ways, but as I prayed, I'm like, God, what, what is self-discipline? You're disciplining the self. And you can think of, even people in the world, you can see, the, uh, the, especially uh, previous military people, you know, these ex-Marines, well, there's no such thing as ex-Marines. Marines are always Marines. Ex-military, we'll just say that. But, you know, they'll work out. They get up at three in the morning to work out. And then they, they study hard. And rah, rah. there's plenty of discipline. But this, this is going to take it to another level. And, and you can be encouraged by, you know, people in the world. You can get pointers for discipline. But this is going to take it. We're going to take it to a level. It's very similar. But this is going to be for not just now, but eternity. Forever. So it comes... Again, we're coming back to choice. So let's see. So if you're disciplining the self, Pastor Mario hit on it this morning before the worship. I'm going to choose to make my body do what it may not feel like doing. I might have to bow. I might need to raise my hands. Or I might just need to sing the words. Maybe I'm, I don't want to sing that. Maybe I, I'm not fully in agreement with it yet. But by faith, you're saying, I'm going to make myself do this. Not for anybody else, but for you and God. This choice, we do have choice. This comes from like that DNA of God in us. We have this creativity. We have this ability to choose. This is, a, we have free will. This is an, an amazing power that we have. And it's something that really makes us human, made in God's image. So as we think of it this way, we're gonna, this, let's define self-discipline as an intentional choice to become better, or in this case, better is just more Christ-like, making better choices that will help us grow in the character of God and loving God, knowing him and loving others. All of those things benefit us and benefit the kingdom, benefit this world, benefit the earth. So why? Okay, so we're coming, we have kind of this idea of what it is. Let's start thinking about why do we need it? Why do I want to discipline myself? 
Well, ourself left alone without the Lord, without anything else, uh, when ourself without the, an intentional choice, we, we, we just react, we respond. There's not, there's not a lot of thought into it. And why do we, we respond from a place of selfishness, of self-centeredness, of self-preservation? And this really comes down to idolatry, not adultery. I'm Southern, so sometimes those words sound alike. Adultery is just another version of idolatry. Worshiping something that's not worthy of worship. You're not really, you're not worthy of worship. God is perfect. He's worthy of worship. We're made to worship him. And any of those that have been in our Wednesday night, you know, Bible slash book study, you know, we, we hit on this. Uh, Adam did a great job with that, by the way. So our choices, when the self is ruling, our choices come from comfort. Nothing wrong with comfort, but that's, that's our whole choice or our whole response only comes from a place of comfort or maybe ease. Oh, that was easy. This is easy. So I'm going to take this route. Or like water. We just, oh, make me under. Maybe it comes from fear. Oh, I don't like confrontation. I'm going to make this choice to... No, we're going to avoid that person. We're going to avoid this. We're going to avoid, it comes from, that's fear. It comes from a self-soothing. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling rattled right now. I'm nervous. Oh, let me self-soothe with, you know, alcohol or porn or something that soothes itself. So it's not that you're trying to be, you're not really trying to destroy yourself. You're trying to soothe yourself. But a, a, uh, and again, comfort is not necessarily bad. Ease, we all want things easy. It's not inherently bad. But when that's our only response, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's usually not healthy. These can become habits. You know, we talk about bad habits. A lot of this comes from where we, we made choices to get there. We can say, oh, no, I, I had no choice. That's another thing. We give, we, I've given this excuse. I'm speaking from... I've lived this, I've lived this, but I've also seen God work in me. Otherwise I wouldn't get up here and even talk about it. But we say, I had no choice or we almost always have a choice for so much in life. We, I could not think, I, I could think of a really only one time where you, you don't have a choice and that's when your, your cat or your dog or your son or daughter comes and wakes you up in the morning. They jump on you and I'm speaking from a place and I'm not bitter, I'm okay with that. It's annoying, but then you have a choice whether you get up or you go back to sleep. You could say, well, no, I had no choice. You know, gun at your head, do this or pow, pow. Well, you still have a, that's a choice. Which, which way are you going to? Yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that since it's going online. Somebody threatens your life. Let's don't talk about pow, pow. So, okay, so we're acknowledging, we need to come to this point. We acknowledge that the self in itself when we worship the self, when it's ruling, it's ultimately, it, we don't reap a lot of reward from that. It's an immediate, when we talk about it a lot, it's an immediate uh, satisfaction, but only a little bit. It, you know, it, it can drag us down. Um, and a lot of it, when you really dig into it, you think a lot of this comes from roots that... And again, Pastor Mario kind of talked about seeds. There's roots, there's seeds in us that we don't want to reveal. 
And they can be roots of anger, roots of addiction, roots of bitterness, frustration, disappointment, fearfulness, anxiety. I stopped making the list after that because it could keep going on. I mean, we experience life. This is a broken world and we've made bad choices and others have made bad choices. It's not always our fault that we're hurt, but the Lord wants us to bring, to reveal this to him and bring healing. And the, a big chunk of this, a part of our action to this, which we'll get into in just a moment, is our discipline, our choices to believe God and then to respond the way he wants us to. So it's accepting, it's this realization. We come to a point in our minds that, yes, I, I have some character flaws or traits that probably need to be corrected. So we, we, we accept this. In Proverbs 25, 28, if you just want to make a note, it says, it's like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. So if you have a, a city protected by walls, and uh, in the scripture, I'm in that place right now, reading about all ancient Israel, and there were, there were walls around all these cities, but if that wall is broken down, you're getting taken over quickly. If there's a weakness in the wall, forget it. You're done for. You will be. Somebody's bound to come in and take you over. So what, how do we see that for us? That's like God's protection, God's grace over us. We say his Holy Spirit empowering us. But it's being, you're, there's many scriptures talking about being clothed uh, with God. Being uh, the armor, the armor of God. Just look it up. It's worthwhile. This is saying, if you don't have that self-control, it's like, Hey, I'm not going to wear the breastplate. So here, go for my, go for my heart. I'm not going to wear the helmet. Go for my head. I'm not going to wear my feet. Go for my feet. Yeah, it's just a flesh wound. I don't know if anybody gets that. But let's don't be open to attack. You need, we need self-control. But on the flip side of that, if we discipline the self, if we, choose to control the self and control our choices, making healthy, Christ-centered, Holy Spirit-led choices will reap benefits in the here and now and eternal. And another scripture from uh, another line from Timothy is 1 Timothy 4, 8. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. See, I didn't just make that up. It's there. So like what benefits now? Sometimes it doesn't seem it, doesn't feel it, but not always. God has benefits even now. There can be a deep peace, a deep assurance where we have, you know, we have anxiety sometimes because you, you read the news and it stirs up anger, frustration, or fear. But no, we can, we can be secure in our assurance, our, our peace, that security, knowing we belong to the Lord, we belong to the creator who knows all this. He's working things for his outcome and nothing can change that. So let's, so we could say, God, I'm gonna agree with you. And he, back to the, back to Timothy, God's, the spirit God gave us does not make us fearful. It doesn't give us anxiety. It doesn't make us afraid, but it gives us power. Legit power that, you know, I believe it's legit. It's is real. It might not be lightning or smoke or the things like we see uh, in the Old Testament. That's okay. 
because it's still real. We serve a very real living being, a God. He gives us power. He gives us love. He, we do things through his love, which is stronger. And, and it's kind of the point. We love God and we love others. It's, it it's, it's brings life. It, it is creative and self-discipline. He empowers us. He brings self-discipline. We, we need him. We can't do this on our own. It's even satisfying. There is a satisfaction of fulfillment. You know, so many of us, you know, one of the, you know, a key need is satisfaction. For, for our work, for a lot of what we do, we want to be satisfied from a movie. Oh, that wasn't very well written or I hated that ending because we weren't satisfied. God gives us, the, like, there's a deep satisfaction. That was just a word that, like, when I was reading this, like, that, we don't, we don't hear that a lot, but God does that's that peace and security. And that's that, yeah, I know how, I at least know the God that knows how it's going to end and it's going to be good. I was also reminded earlier this morning in Romans 8, verse 5 through a little bit, those who are dominated by the sinful nature Think about sinful things. Okay, so we're dominated by the sinful nature or we're being controlled by our, just our self. It's unrenewed self. Think about sinful things, unrenewed mind. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the Spirit. Those things are good. They're for your good too. It's not just religious rules here. So letting your sinful nature control your mind, yourself, leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. And that's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. And, and you also never really be satisfied. You'll never really be fulfilled or really a real place of peace and assurance and security. Not, not that deep knowing. So we're, so we're breaking it down a little bit. It's still kind of up there, but you have to get it in your mind and heart. This is the war zone. So we're getting it here. We're trying to understand, break down self-discipline a little bit. Again, keep thinking about the spirit God gave us does not make us timid or fearful, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Remember the, de the definition is to train or develop, to make it stronger, to maybe even turn it into a good habit, to integrate it as part of our lives, our daily life. By instruction, get in your mind and exercise. You practice it. It's a, it's a process. Exercise is not, I do, I do 10 curls and all of a sudden, whoo, maybe it does for me, but, but who's involved? So let's think about who's involved in this. So we talk about a little, the self, that should be obvious a little bit. So you, me, I'm involved, our self is involved, but we need this process that real quick. We don't need to too much because Christopher preached on this like two weeks ago, identity. We need to know who we are in Christ. We need to know that we were intended to be, and God still intends for us to be a royal priesthood. And quite honest, again, uh, those who are in the Wednesday night 
uh, Bible book study, we went into this a little bit and I was like, I had a little bit of a moment, a little bit of a, an epiphany of royal priesthood. Cause I always thought that sounded really dry. Like it sounds like, like I'm doing these things. Like you think of the old guys and the white beards and you're in this, this costume that doesn't even look nice. It's not even cool. And I've got to keep it very clean. Like, and you're just moving like this. I mean, it sounds really rigid, but no, it's royal is like a DNA. It's like, it means we're his children. We've been adopted and now we're his children. So we have his DNA in us. That's what royal, and it speaks of authority. God wants us to have authority in his authority, legitimate authority. And then a priesthood, again, it sounds like, Mm, it's not. It actually means you have the authority and you can represent priests. It's like you represent the earth to God and God to earth, to creation. Almost like an, an attorney or, or a lawyer, an attorney. You understand the law. You understand what God wants and how he made it. But then you can also represent. You represent the earth. You represent God. Like that, that's... We're not going into it. Like, definitely take that and go into it. Uh, again, re-listen re to Christopher's message a few weeks ago. But it's, we need to know who we are, identity. We're image bearers of God, every human being. Actually, directly from my note, notes, when Christopher preached, he said, it's not a quote, but he, he, he mentioned daily choices. It's our daily choices. He, he, he said that's the sanctification. Go look it up. We're not going to go there, but I'm throwing that out there to tease you a little bit. And it's agreeing with God and the word. We need to agree with him. We need to have a, at least mentally, okay, God, I might not feel it, but I'm going to agree with what you said about me. I'm going to agree with what you say about creation and how you made it. Because you want to bring life. You want to create things. You want us to be empowered I'm going to agree with your word. I know, you, and yeah, God inspired people to write this thing through their relationships with God. Read it. I encourage you. No, I don't encourage you. I, what's the other word? If, did I don't say admonish you? I don't get to say admonish much, but I firmly suggest you do this. I admonish you to, to read the word and know who you are. Learn that. Learn your identity. So you're involved and then... The other, one, other person that should be uh, obvious is God. This is about our relationship with God. Because really, we can't do this on our own. We can try to be so self-disciplined. And I make myself work out. And I make myself eat what's right. And I eat dirt because dirt is the best for me. And But to really change your character, to really change yourself and stop worshiping yourself and worship something worthy, God's... God's even telling us we need his Holy Spirit to empower us, to, to give us power, to help us love, and for self-control. I mean, he's saying it right here. We cannot do it on our own. When we do this, again, this is from Chris, my notes from Christopher, Dr. Williams. He said, this should affect our perspective, my identity, operating without, operating out of our identity in Christ. Okay, I can't read my notes from him. Yeah, that we need to operate from this, this place of, okay, I know who I am in God. And then I know who God is. I know something of him, not everything. Anybody that says they know everything about God, you know, 
They're probably lying. That's okay. They're fooling themselves. We do that a lot. We fool ourselves. But you know that some of the character of God and the character of God is good and he's faithful. He's always good and he's always faithful. That's what we you really need that. We need that to be settled. We know that. That'll help us in this self-control, this self-discipline. But then there's a, a third entity involved in, in this process. And uh, we don't always like to accept it sometimes because this third entity hurts us or we get frustrated with this entity. Well, we get frustrated with God even. God, you, don't, you didn't do the way I wanted to. So we get frustrated with him. We just, you have to settle it even though you get upset with God that he's always good and faithful. But this third entity is the church, the community of believers. And we try, to, we try to work outside it. We try to know him outside of the church. I mean, reading the scriptures a little bit like the church because it's other believers who have gone before us. But there's, there's believers now who God speaks through. Even if that you might think, oh, they don't know that much. Get over it. God speaks through our children. Uh, again, I encourage you to go back. Again, the role of the church back in May. Pastor Mario preached on this. Uh, among all my notes, there one scripture stood out to me in Second Timothy. Another Timothy, three verses sixteen and seventeen. All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So multiple things there. One, where do you get this? We have the scripture and the teaching, rebuking, correcting, training. A lot of that comes from church. It comes from our getting together. Yes, in the past, there were believers, they met in homes. There's still believers who they meet in homes out of necessity. They can't meet in a public you know, building. They have to meet secretly. But they get together because God speaks through each, each of us. We lo- God loves us through each other. That's the way God made it. It's just how it works. So you have the people involved, you, ourself, me, the Lord and the church, other believers, the body of Christ. Again, I'm just telling you the way it is. You can go look it up if you don't believe me, it's fine. I'm pretty sure of this. So how, okay, this is all up here. So how does that apply? I mean, you can kind of deduce a little bit of it. Okay, I need to go to church. I need to listen. I need to pay attention. And I hadn't been paying attention. The spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Self-discipline is to train or develop by instruction and exercise, especially in self-control. So how do we do this? Here's a suggestion. And I feel like a suggestion that basically it's been working for me. Again, there's other ways, but this is what I felt like the Lord was leading me to share with you today. Start by praying something along the lines of Psalm 129, verses 23 and 24. And literally, you can read it and say, God, this is my prayer. I know we don't always read prayers, at least in, in this type of church. We have fewer written prayers, but it's not bad. Try it. I didn't try this before until like later in life. Like, wow, I can actually read this and say, God, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. 
You want the offensive things, those things that bring death and destruction to ourselves or to others, Lord, taken out. We want that way that's everlasting, that's continually life-giving. And then we ask ourselves, like after we pray it, say, God, as we say that, say, God, show me. Like literally, I, I dare you kind of to ask him, just be blunt. God, I'm, I'm asking you this now. I need to know what in myself needs discipline. Because a lot of times we don't know. We have blinders and God might speak through your spouse. Dadgum. Sorry, this is, this is, didn't mean to curse like that in church, but I'm like, my wife will say something to me and I'm like, you're not perfect. I don't say that, but inside I'm like cringe. And it's like, oh, she's, she's right. And that was probably not just her. It's probably the Lord. Oh, dad. Yeah. Or could be your, your, your children. Yeah. They say something, but daddy, didn't you promise this or mm. anyway? So lead into this. We need, well, We'll get into this in a second, but search me, know ourselves, ask God. Think about uh, also just for your processing, Proverbs twenty-seven nineteen is water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. There's actually a lot more scriptures also to give you hints, like your words, your actions. They they're gonna they speak of what's inside, what's already there. So as you're processing this, process it before the Lord. All right. So here comes a little cheesiness, but I'm okay with that because I like cheese and I'm cheesy. I mean, if you get to know me, you know my humor and it's kind of cheesy. It's funny. I think it's hilarious and some people don't and that's okay. I'm secure in my identity in Christ now. So if you don't laugh, I'm okay with that. Or if I'm okay if you laugh at me. As long as you're laughing. As soon as you face that decision, which, again, throughout the, every day of your life, you have a, we have decisions. Am I going to get up at the right time? You know, my alarm goes off. I need to be at work at such and such a time. You know, it's six. How many times do we hit snooze? Or maybe, okay, God, I'm going to, this one little thing, I'm going to do better. I want to be more faithful. Ding! I want to be faithful so I can get up and I can read your word before I can... Before I start my day, I'm going to be faithful to, you know, if you have any responsibilities, if you have like, if you're married, or if you have kids or responsibilities to anyone else, like, hey, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do da 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 da, you know, to make their coffee. I make my own coffee, but that's okay. But I, I'm sure there's examples, but just think of like the small things in life. We make decisions every day. And sometimes as soon as you face a decision, or as soon as you want to react or respond. I mean, one, just one other example. This one really hit me. Again, we have, we have young children. Let's say we've, you know, and this affects both my wife and I. Uh, we've had a hard day. We've had maybe something that's like, like working on us right now. And, uh, or maybe something was broken. And it's like, oh, I got to fix that. And I'm so tired or we're not in the best of moods, you know, because of life. I mean, we're not always, ha, 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 you know, <laughs> we, yes, I have the joy of the Lord, but sometimes like that thunder, that's okay. And then the kid, one of our kids, one of our children, one of these image bearers of God does something and it might not even be that bad. I mean, literally, it might be not that bad. Like when you actually, but you want to do something and say something 
at a very loud volume that you should not do, but you want to. Like I want right now, I want to try to be careful here. This is being recorded. You know, you want to do something you shouldn't do, but you don't feel that. You feel like I want to do this very bad thing. You want to overwhelm them with your frustration and your feelings. It's okay. Think about it. Have that perspective in your mind. This is, we're going to pray. P-R-A-Y. If you have a moment and when you have this decision, you pause. And we don't always have a moment to pause. Sometimes somebody, if somebody were to step up behind me and slap me or something, I might want to turn like immediately just, you know, it's like reaction. But as we practice this, even our reactions will change. They will. And they can slowly become parts of habits, but it has to be intentional. So we pray, we pause, we take control of the self. Okay, self, I want to respond this way right now. But no, I know that it's okay. Try not to react. If you have a moment, if you have any time in this decision, okay, try not to react. It's like in James 1, be encouraged. It says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Say, God, help me do this because I'm not like this naturally. I need your help. God's already promised us. And Timothy, he, I mean, he's, God's spirit does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So he empowers us to be quick, to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Try not to react. So pause and then reconsider. Assess the pros and cons here. Let's get into a little bit of business. You know, let's, let's assess the cost here. What's the cost? If I react this way, this happens a lot in the movies. You know, they, everybody can pause and you have this like a nice little, not a dream sequence, but I don't know what it's called. Some of you could tell me. But you have a moment. If I react this way, wow, that could sow a really bad seed in my, my son's life. And he might carry that seed of anger or frustration, or if I, you know, slap him upside the head or, and he's going to be like, wow, my dad is so harsh. And that's a seed of bitterness or harshness or anger. Okay. So I think that way, or if I'm quiet and I try to listen and I try to do this, it might be difficult for me right now, but God empower me to let's, let's approach this a different way. He may still need some discipline. He may need to understand what he did was wrong. Or maybe he didn't do anything wrong. He just, it was an accident. He needs to know that it's okay. It's okay to make accidents. Make accidents. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I do know. Let's don't go there. So if you have a chance, assess the cost. Then admit it. A, admit, P-R-A, with humility. This is key, with humility and full transparency. We're not talking... It's really confession. Admit and submit your feelings to the Lord. These feelings are legit. They're real. You're not wrong for feeling them. Jesus was tempted. That means he felt he was tempted. That didn't mean he was like, devil, you're nothing to me. That means nothing to me. He was tempted. He was like, dude, so all I have to do is like worship this one being, this other spiritual being, and I can get all of this? I'm not saying that's exactly the way. I think I'm kind of processing it in Daniel's way right here, but Jesus was tempted. He thought he, he must, temptation is like, you might've considered something. 
But, so, so what I'm saying there, it's okay to feel it, but you submit it, admit it and submit it to the Lord. God already knows you need that full transparency with the Lord. I don't know if any of you remember Cy Rogers, but that's something that he would preach that really impacted my life. Admit it and submit it. To be just totally blunt with the Lord. Totally transparent. Say, God, here, this is how I'm feeling. And this is what I want to do. And then as you're at that point, you yield the why. You yield. You choose. You make a conscious, intentional decision, a controlled decision. Say, self, you're not going to rule here. I want what God wants. I want what's best for me and what's best for the kingdom and what's best in the here and now and the best for the future. You choose to agree with God and his word. And you say, God, help me do this. I'm choosing this. God, help me. Now, it sounds like a long list. I don't really expect you to remember P-R-A-Y and what I thought it was pretty... Somebody inspired me with that one. I didn't get it from anywhere. Like, online. I don't, yeah. Uh, but it's like, oh, that's cute. And we don't do many of these, like, abbreviations in church. They're too cutesy and, and wacky and tacky for us. And I thought, I'm bringing it. I think the Lord inspired, quite honestly. So I was like, okay. So pray. Just stop and pray. This might have to be an instantaneous, this might, almost instantaneous. You, you think through all these things. And ultimately, you're like, okay, God, I want to do this, but I'm going to do this now. Again, somebody cuts you off. You're leaving church. You're pulling out right here, and somebody runs up on your tail because they're mad because you pulled out, and you're like, you want to go, ding, and that's not the right finger. You're going to flip, you want to flip another finger out, and you want to be like, say something to them. You want to curse them with your hand, and you want to curse them with your mouth. You're going to be like, oh, wait, that guy, that he said that thing today. Oh, I should... Okay, God, you know what I want to do, but I'm not going to do it. I'm of your likeness. I'm in your image bearer. Even though they can't see me, probably they see the tail end of my car with a mosaic bumper sticker. So don't do this thing. No, that's not why. You're doing it because you want to sow a good seed. And so even though they don't know you're praying for them, you're praying for them. You're saying, God bless that driver who's driving like an idiot and unsafe, but that's okay. Because they are made in God's image and, and I need to bless them. So as an encouragement through this, again, this is a process. I'm still going through it, but I've had some victory in my life through this. I mean, I've experienced all those bad things, the anger, addiction, all these things. I've experienced a lot of that and not all it's over. And some of it's still, I, I still got to make this intentional choice. It's not all habit yet, but that's okay. It's life and God's empowering me. So I'm telling you, the Lord is real. He'll help you through this. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, you might have heard it, but just ponder it. Don't let it put you off. Just let it soak in. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man or people, all humanity, not just the guys. And God is faithful. God is good and he is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted... I, you're going to be. He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. How will you know where the way is unless you have his Holy Spirit helping you? Unless, unless you say, God, where, where's the way out? Otherwise, without him, there might not be a way out. 
So you have to, you feel like, no, I've got to choose this. I've got to choose fear. I've got to let fear make this choice. I've got to let insecurity make this choice for me. But from Philippians 1.6, I almost said Philippines 1.6. It's not Philippines. <laughs> we can be confident of this, that he who began this good work in you will carry, will carry it through to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You're not in it alone. We have his Holy Spirit. We have his Holy Spirit to help us train and develop self-control through by instruction and exercise. Be encouraged of that. So um, I'd like to end with a prayer. And again, it's been in the latter part of my life. The past couple of years, I've learned to pray the scripture because it really helps. It's helped me a lot. I, I would encourage you to try it. Uh, I'd to pray for me and pray for us. And I'm going to pray from Psalm 51. So again, just encourage you. Hey, you want something to try? Try it. Hey, some of this action can help. We're agreeing in our actions. We're making our body worship. We're making our mouths or our bodies pray or read the Bible or just be kind and be loving towards our spouse or toward our children or toward our supervisor or boss. Maybe not say those curses against any authorities, any, any a, a governor or a president. Maybe it's like, God, I'm going to choose. Only you know it, God, but I'm going to choose to bless these people in these positions of authority instead of cursing them. It can be, it can be hard sometimes, but that, that's what we're asking. God's asking us to live like Christ. So let, let's pray. So Father, I again, I, we again thank you for this day. We thank you for your great goodness. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for all you do for us and thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. Thank you, God, that you show your, your wonderful, perfect character to us, God. And, and I ask that you would help us to know you, to know your character, to know your traits. And God, that you would impress your character upon us like the king's signet ring and that symbol, just push it into us, Father. God, create in us a clean heart Create in me, create in us, give us clean hearts in our thoughts, our feelings, emotions, our understanding. Help us to be humble and submissive and renew a steadfast spirit within us, within me. Renew a steadfast, a faithful, and a disciplined spirit within me. And we give you praise and we give you glory this day. Help us to practice this, Lord. And thank you for this opportunity, God. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurchtlh.com.